Well, hello everyone and welcome back to Radio Entrepreneurs. Again, I will introduce myself as Jeffrey Davis, the host of Radio Entrepreneurs and chairman founder of Mage LLC, management consulting firm in the Boston area. And, uh, you know, I've said this a few times, I'm going to keep saying it during these times of great dramatic change, almost an entrepreneurship world of constant chaos. Uh, every week, I love talking to a Mark Furman, uh, director and shareholder at Tarlow Breedhart and Rogers for our segment, Entrepreneurship and the Law. Welcome back, Mark. Hi, Jeffrey. Great to be with you. Thank you, Mark. I agree. Uh, what's up today? Well, um, the evolution of the workplace uh, as a result of the pandemic continues. Um, most recently, we are seeing uh, companies decide that they want people back in the office, um, maybe not five days a week, but uh, some kind of hybrid model, whether it's two days a week or three days a week. Simultaneously, we have changes in the um, mask wearing requirements. And uh, um, as they continue to be uh, eliminated, um, really around around the country and including in the Boston area where, uh, um, you know, masks are now optional in, uh, in public places and uh, increasingly in offices as well. So that raises uh, issues. Each of these uh, things raise issues for employees and employers because uh, you know employers obviously have an interest in um, keeping their uh, productive workforce and uh, uh, accommodating their needs. And uh, that uh, can be critically important to the business. But there's also concerns out there around um, safety, uh, safety for uh, unvaccinated people and safety for people who, um, which include infants, um, people who have little children, uh, people who live with compromised, uh, folks with compromised immune systems. And uh, there are employees with compromised immune systems. Um, and uh, so it's a tough balancing act. Um, and I think as we've seen, this is a matter of fierce differences of opinion uh, among employers, among employees, among citizens. And uh, how, how do we deal with these things? Uh, these are hard choices. Uh, you know, for some people, um, COVID has meant the ability to not commute. And some people have loved that aspect. Um, you know, as for me, I've had out-of-state depositions for which I would have traveled out-of-state three times so far this year, but the depositions were conducted by Zoom. So instead I grabbed a cup of coffee in the kitchen and turned on my computer and spent the day in depositions without the hassle of flying three hours and uh, staying in a hotel room and then flying back. And, um, but um, 
you know, that's me and what I do. And now I have this uh, balance where some court proceedings are in person and others are by Zoom. And I hope there continues to be a hybrid because not everything requires um, a court appearance, but there's positives, things you miss out when you don't go to court in terms of the ability to communicate with the uh, opposing lawyer, develop relationships. It is different remotely, uh, there's no question. Um, how do you onboard employees? How do you maintain the corporate culture, uh, a, a team culture when uh, everybody's working in a different place? Um, and then you have what I think will be on the part of some employers, dramatic shifts in how they structure their business. Because if you, um, are you gonna have some hybrid employees? Are you gonna have some uh, remote employees who solely work offsite? Um, how, do you, how do you maintain that team culture that's important to any organization? On the other hand, imagine the savings in, in uh, real estate costs if people can work from home. So what is the office of, I won't say the distant future look like, but what does the office world look like in say um, a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, whatever that moment is, that a company's existing lease is up? How do they plan for the future? What makes the most business sense? It's a very exciting time to reimagine what the workplace is like, but um, we're uh, walking in uncharted waters, Jeffrey, uh, where we really um, are trying all to figure it out, whether you're uh, shareholder in a law firm or management consulting advising businesses or an accounting firm, you know, it's the brave new world. Well, you know, you, you come from a very traditional industry, not necessarily historically run by business people, run by attorneys. And I remember, you know, cause I personalized it about two and a half to three years ago, I had a meeting with a managing partner of a national law firm and I said to him, I think you need to get rid of 65% of your overhead and invest all of your money in recruiting, in technology and building culture. And he said, yes, we have a plan to eliminate 20% of our phys phys uh, physical overhead. And I remember running into a partner in the midst of COVID and he went, oh, you were right. <laughs> uh, it's a different world. And I think leaders are being challenged to rethink the models that they came into business with about how do you build an organization? How do you, how do you keep people aligned? People like you and I, uh, I'll just speak for the two of us. Uh, there were parts about COVID that we enjoyed in terms of uh, having a little bit more control over our lives and uh, with work. And, you know, going back to sitting in my car every day and Going all over town is not necessarily what I want to do and have face-to-face -face meetings. I actually think that I'm able to do more work every day 
because of the efficiencies of technology. So, uh, you know, not everybody's going to want to just run back into an office. And I think employers need to understand that because recruiting good people, it's hard to do. It's all about finding the right people and keeping them. And I, th I think this can be uh, uh, an opportunity for employers to, um, to get talent, but talent that wants some flexibility in their life and the little more work-life balance that one can achieve if they're not required to make the trek into the um, central business district five days a week. You know, for me, before COVID, um, you know, it meant uh, seven and a half, say, uh, on average, seven and a half hours a week, just commuting. Um, there were times in bad weather, it was worse than that. But, uh, you know, with COVID, that has not been an issue. And it's freed up time, not only for, um, I think, productive work, but work-life balance. And one of the things I've noticed um, in, in my organization is um, increased productivity during COVID, something at the start of COVID, we thought the sky was falling, the business world was ending. And as it turned out, folks were more productive. Um, you know, maybe at the beginning that was in part because there was a fear that the sky was falling, but um, it's, it's turned out, um, you know, not to be the case and, uh, um, doing these, uh, um, you know, giant business transactions, uh, large litigation. Uh, it's, we've been able to do it effectively. Yes, uh, um, an old dog needs to learn a few new technology tricks, but um, it's doable. And uh, I have to say it's been overall enjoyable. I certainly miss, um, you know, the, some of the informal encounters with colleagues and, you know, talking about um, um, having more opportunities just to touch base on personal things and how people are doing. Uh, we've, you know, we've made more of an effort to, have um, Zoom events. Um, um, you know, we've just entertainment for uh, get togethers, wine tastings, um, um, just different types of events to try to keep people talking to each other. And it's not so much the people that you're you work with every day because, you know, I talk to those people every day. It's it's the people in other practice groups. Do you ever, uh, have you had any feedback from judges who used to always, you know, I guess have conferences with attorneys, uh, had a lot of contact with people day to day, how they feel about how this whole process has worked? Well, I, I had a conversation with a judge who insists on in-person. Um, and uh, the judge explained that 
a lot of business gets done when lawyers are in the same room as each other. They resolve conflict over certain issues to avoid having a third party decide and the decision may be to everybody's liking or and everybody's dislike. So they want people together in that particular courthouse. Um, you know, it's uncrowded. Um, there's plexiglass protection uh, between everybody. Um, you know, I have my area and I have uh, plexiglass on my left and right and in front of me. And uh, the opposing lawyer has the same and the clerk has the same and the judge has the same. So, I, you know, there is something lost there. I don't wanna minimize it. But on the other hand, um, the cost to the client of making that trek to this um, courthouse is much greater than the cost of turning on my computer. And litigation is already very, very expensive. And um, so I think there are some things that, um, you know, need, should be done um, remotely to save the client's money, frankly. So well, I think that needs to be a consideration too. Well, litigation is very expensive. And I think more, more of my clients should have taken classes on the cost of litigation before they, as part of going into business, because I don't think clients really understand what they're getting themselves into when they think that they're going to have a fight and that fights, fights are not things that are, get done quickly or easily when you're a white collar person. But Mark, I really appreciate your insights with this and your weekly uh, insights into entrepreneurship and the law. If someone was looking for you and wanted more feedback uh, from you at Tarlo Breed Hart and Rogers, how would they find you? Um, either give me a call at 617-218-2025 or um, send me an email, mfurman, F-U-R-M-A-N, at tbhr-law.com. Thank you very much. And remind everybody, this is Radio Entrepreneurs, and we'll see Mark Furman again next week on Entrepreneurship and the Law. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thank you. Turn it off, guys.